You're listening to a message brought to you by Christian Life Church Hereford. If you would like to find out more about us, go to www.clch.cc. I'm Tim, Adriana's husband, uh, and it's great to be with you today. Welcome to everybody online. Um, just, I'm so excited about Ledbury. Uh, Adriana and I planted with a small group about that size, planted in Ross, 10 years ago, and uh, if you go to Ross, see how, how they're doing now. It's a great group uh, under Andrew and Karis. You know, the, in the Bible, a, a lot of, <clears throat> when you look at <clears throat> faith in action, it often requires movement. Uh, so God said to Abraham, move from where you are. And in many places in the Bible, it, it says people were told to move from where they are. So I'm really excited that you, you moved location to Ledbury, that you're going to do something there. And God will do something because God responds when we move in faith. We put our faith. We, we had no idea what we were doing in Ross. We just knew God had told us to go. And, and we, you know, I thought, well, this is how it worked. It didn't work how I thought. And all the time we're thinking, oh, that's why they told. That's why in the books you read, it says, don't do that. And we just did it. So we made many mistakes. But, you know, God honours that movement of faith, and God will honour you guys because you've taken that step. I'm really excited. But that's not what I want to talk about today. I want to talk about, <clears throat> just start off by talking about the mind. The mind is a very powerful thing. So uh, anything wonderful that's been created started in somebody's mind. And so Claire, in her mind, is imagining what the church in Ledbury will like. And when it's in your mind, it can become something. And great things uh, that changed the world have started as an idea in somebody's mind, like uh, Disney World, like rum and raisin ice cream, <laughs> like open heart surgery, whatever. Uh, the mind is a very powerful thing, but it also can be powerful in a negative way. Have you ever in your mind had an argument with somebody who's not in the room? <clears throat> you've argued through this situation that's you're not, they're not there, and you've gone into this downward spiral of how bad that will be. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. yeah. The mind is very powerful for positive or negative. But I want to talk to us about something today that's even more powerful than our mind and can help us get our thoughts, our mind, in line with what God thinks. I want to talk today about the power of our spoken word. Now, as I was thinking about this, I thought I've made a schoolboy error here. If you're going to repeat a sermon that somebody else has already preached, um, then they shouldn't be in the room and you shouldn't be preaching preaching to the same people. But I realised that Gabriella spoke about this back in the summer. So I've, yes, yeah, remember that. And I remember it. I haven't had a note, so I've had to create my own. But I really felt God wanted me to speak about it again. Um, so I will bring a few thoughts about the power of our words. I've called it speaking right. I'm not even sure it's the right grammatically. Is it should it be speaking rightly or speaking correctly? Correctly. Anyway, I'm talking about speaking right. <laughs> Sorry about the grammar. So a few verses. Um, Proverbs 18 says this, people will be rewarded for what they say. They will be rewarded by how they speak. What you say can mean life or death. 
those who speak with care will be rewarded. So it's about speaking with care because uh, we want the reward from that. And James 3, in James 3, James writes this. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect and could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. That's, that's an, I, I've ridden a horse. I couldn't do that. But those that can, can do that. I couldn't make it go where I wanted. Sorry. Digress. A small rudder makes a huge ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Just think about that. If we can control our tongue, we can control our whole selves, including our minds. Including our minds. When I, when I went to Brazil and I learned Portuguese, uh, when you learn a language, you've got to learn to, to listen, to hear, you, uh, hear the language. You've got to learn to understand. You've got to learn to write, read, and speak. And the way I, well, I made a decision that... Um, that really proved really useful, and I understand why now, is that if I learned two or three words, I would say them. I would say them. I wouldn't just think, I wouldn't worry about whether I was saying them right or whether I understood. I would say them. And that was the most powerful thing about learning the language. What I realized, until you say it, you don't understand the language. Has anybody else found that? The power in saying the thing. And it's because of the power of our words. And I want to talk about um, four things that we need to speak right. So first thing is speaking right to God and about God. Uh, in Psalms, is a book of songs and, and poems. Uh, there are lots of great examples of how to speak right to God. So let's read together Psalm 27. It should come up. Let's read this together. The Lord is my light and my salvation, so why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger, so why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident." These are some great truths to speak about God. It, we, we need to use our mouths to speak the truth about God. Amen? I'm going to read another psalm. We're not going to read this together. Maybe you'll see why. I'm going to read Psalm 13. O Lord, how long will you forget me? Forever? How long will you look the other way? How long must I struggle with anguish in my soul, with sorrow in my heart every day? How long will my enemy have the upper hand? Turn and answer me, O Lord my God. Restore the sparkle to my eyes, or I will die. Don't let my enemies gloat, saying, we have defeated him. Don't let them rejoice at my downfall. Now, this doesn't, we don't actually sing this psalm very often, do we? <laughs> and I think you realise why, don't you? This is not that positive, is it? It's not, but it's truth. See, the psalm is not only poetry and praise and prayer. It also is complaint. 
So this guy is complaining to God. But then, now let's go to the next verse. Uh, but I trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice be- because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. It finishes well. It finishes well. What I want to say is that we speak to God the truth about his, value, his attributes, but we also speak the truth about our circumstances and our feelings. <clears throat> and I think that's best to speak to God rather than to each other. I'm not saying we should hide from each other, but the truth is sometimes our circumstances are horrible, our feelings are down, and we need to tell God about them. But we need, I think the great thing about this psalm and many psalms is it finishes saying, a determination, I will trust in your unfailing love. I will rejoice because you have rescued me. I will sing to the Lord because he is good to me. So he's saying, this psalm is about, this is how I feel, God. It feels like you're a million miles away and have forgotten me. But it finishes, the Lord is good to me. That, that our feelings are true. They're not ultimate the truth in that they could be wrong. But the fact is, if I feel that way, that's how I feel. So we can speak that to God. And we should speak. But ultimately, we need to speak the truth about God to God. We need to say the truth, that he is good, he is faithful, he will never leave us. And when, and when I preach, when I speak, read the words from the Bible, I hope you're blessed. But I tell you, when I read them, I'm more blessed than any of you because I'm speaking them. And that's why worship is so powerful, that we're not just listening, we are speaking. People who look in education will tell you that when we, when we uh, see something, hear something, we learn a small percent. When we see it and hear, hear, we learn more. But when we speak it, we will learn even more. And so when we speak the word about God, we learn that truth deep within us. And so it's important to speak the word of God. What I'm not talking about is not speaking to ourselves quietly, but speaking out loud. Uh, does anybody read the Bible to themselves out loud? Yeah. I, it's, I find it's really hard. I, I start it and then I just read it in my head. But it's very powerful to speak it uh, out loud. Won't we go into all why, but the, the words of our mouth will bring a reward for good or bad. So we need firstly to speak right about God and to God. <coughs> Secondly, speak right about ourselves. Speak right about myself. It seems to me at the moment there are two popular extremes of speaking. One is people say, I'm nobody, I'm nothing. I'm too short, too tall, too fat, too thin, not pretty enough, not clever enough whatever, that people speak negative about themselves. Or people say, I'm the greatest. I'm, I'm going to be the greatest. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be the world champion. Now that will be true for one person in the world. Yeah? There's a, there's a phrase around, if you put your mind to it, you can be anything you want. Anybody heard that? It's not true. It's not true, is it? You can do it. The, the power of the mind is great, but we can't do anything. There was um, a program on the TV where, where some sportsmen were trying to climb Everest, and one of those was Victoria Pendleton, the cyclist. And uh, she's obviously super fit, 
and healthy, and she didn't get up Everest for whatever reason. And uh, one of the other ones that did get there uh, was saying, uh, really, uh, you did really well, Victoria, so sorry. And then we got to the top. What this shows is that if you put your mind to it, you can do anything. What it shows is you can't. She was a super athlete and she couldn't. We can't do anything. It's not true. So these extremes, and neither of them are true. But the truth is actually better. The truth is, I am loved by God. I am his child. I am fearfully and wonderfully made in his image. I'm his child. And does that always feel true? No. But it is always true. And so we should say about ourselves the truth until we feel it. Whether we feel it or not, I'm his child. I'm approved. I'm forgiven. There's nothing I can do that will take his love away from me. It's, this is not fake it until you make it. It might sound like it. It is, because the fact is, we don't have to fake it until we've made it. We've made it. God has made us as children. Whether we feel it or not, whether we have, it's not about our performance. God has made us to be his children. He has loved us, whether we have had a good day or a bad day. And we're saying it until we feel it. Or if we don't feel it for a long time. The truth is, we need to speak the truth about ourselves. So here's some truth. I would recommend, if you want some good truth about yourself, read Ephesians 1. And underline everything that it says about who you are. Let's read Ephesians 1. Let's read this together as well. Ephesians 1, verse 2 to 5. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ, even before he made the world, God loved and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. Isn't that amazing that we adopted into God's family? Did anybody wish they were in another family? Maybe a richer one, more... <laughs> <laughs> but we, are in, we have the Father who's the greatest, and he's the richest, and he's the best Father. He's our Father. God's family is the best family in the world. The church is the best family, of course, because the Father's God. Let's not allow others to talk themselves down. Wouldn't it be great if in this place it was a difficult thing to talk yourself down, that people would jump on you and say no you're not you're not nothing you're not unable you're able um, I remember uh, uh, Simon Holly who leads King's Arms Church in Bedford said this it's difficult to talk bad about yourself in this place he said one day he was at work and he asked his PA to ring and get in, speak to somebody who was the uh, leader of a network or denomination and <clears throat> she said to him I can't ring him. He's, the, he's this and that and the leader of this. I, I can't speak to him. And he said, Wendy Mann, I don't know if you know, you might know Wendy Mann, a speaker, she has spoken here. Uh, she, she heard this and she thought, that's not, this 
Simon's Pierre is not speaking right about herself. She's speaking as though she's nobody. And Simon saw it and he said, I'm going to leave you and Wendy to talk for a while and went off. And Wendy just spoke the truth that you're a daughter of God. You're, you're, there's no, you're a daughter of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. There's no greater position. You can speak to this guy as an equal. We can speak to people as equals because we're children of God. Wouldn't it be great if the, the, the culture of this place was, it's difficult to talk yourself down? Would it be good? So let's do that. If people are talking with themselves down, let's, let's speak truth. Thirdly, so that's how we need to get a right view of ourselves. Not that we're nothing, not we're the greatest. We are chosen, loved, children of God. That's who we are. That's great. Thirdly, speaking right to each other. How should we speak to one another? James 1 verse 19 says this. My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this, that everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. So firstly, we should listen more. You've heard it many times, I think. We have two ears and one mouth. So take the hint. Of God's creation there. And so we should listen. We shouldn't be those people that always want to put our opinion. Listen. So that's the first thing about how we interact with each other. And we should be slow to become angry. Don't get easily riled. Ephesians 4 verse 29 says this. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. It'd be great if we could just live this, then we would really think about what we spoke. Is it going to build up? Somebody once said, I don't know who said this first, but here's a quote. Before you speak, ask yourself if what you are going to say is true, is kind, is necessary, is helpful. If the answer is no, maybe what you're about to say should be left unsaid let's have that culture in in some churches they call it a culture of honor that our first thought is to honor one another our first thought is to think the best of one another do you know was a there was a guy um there's a team that used to come here many many years ago and, and kind of do equipping and training and there was a guy in this team that i had a real problem with i wouldn't say why but there's something about him that really gave me an issue. I wasn't the only one. And I really prayed about this, and I felt God say, uh, there's a verse in Hebrews that says, consider others better than yourself. And I felt God just reminded me of this, and I said to God, I can't believe it, I said, God, I don't think he is better than me. I can't, I just can't think that. And whatever it is, the verse doesn't say think of it, it says consider others. Consider takes a little bit more time and actually when I just stopped for a moment and thought do you know he's got a fantastic commitment discipline just the way that he gives to this church in a in a very such a generous way and he's always there that it wasn't difficult to find some positives to think about it just by a bit of consideration considering my mind and so let's not if the first thing is that somebody just really winds you up Think about this. This is something that is made in the image of God. 
God has given gifts, God has given calling. It shouldn't take long for us to find the right way to think. But let us not give voice to the negative. You know, we have in our minds often both positive and negative thoughts, yeah? Our words are powerful. Let's speak the positive about God, about ourselves, about one another. I don't want to say this is not about um, not correcting right. It's not about flattery or flannel. It's not just that. You know, sometimes when I've preached and I thought, that wasn't very good. And somebody said, that was great, Tim. And I think, I know it wasn't, but thanks for the encouragement. But it's just not true. I don't say that. We need to be those that uh, correct one another as well. It says in Colossians that we need to teach, to teach and admonish one another. Admonish is more of a correction. But in Colossians 3.16, it says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly as you teach and admonish one another. So let's have the word of God in us before we correct. But we need to be faithful to each other when we see somebody doing wrong. It's not like you're great. There's another thing I see sometimes in the church that we say, that people are saying, uh, God thinks you're amazing. God thinks you're great. God loves you just the way you are. And it's true, but it's not the whole truth because God wants us to repent as well. Yeah? So we need to speak the truth in that. As it says in Ephesians 4, verse 15, when we, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body, his church. If we speak, we need to make sure that it's in love. Whether that's an encouragement or a correction, we need to make sure we're in love. But we must speak to one another encouragement and correction for us to grow. If we don't take these opportunities to encourage, then, then we won't grow. Well, we can grow, but not as much. But we are here to cause growth in each other. So we need to speak right about to God and about God, right about ourselves, right to each other. And the last one is speaking right about each other. Just to complete. This is, this is a hard one. What we speak about another person when they're not in the room. And the reason it's hard is this. Proverbs 18 verse 8 says, The words of a gossip are like choice morsels. Choice morsels. When we talk about food, a choice morsel is very nice, isn't it? Oh, that's the best bit. The words of a gossip are like choice mortals, morsels. They go down to the inmo, inmost part. Isn't it very tempting to just listen to a gossip? Is it? Or is it just me? Oh, did you know what so-and-so did? So-and-so said, oh, what? Uh, but it goes into our inner beings. It affects our relationship with that person. It affects the way we think. And we should not listen to the words of a gossip. You know, it says that the it says in it says in James, it says the, the tongue is like a fire. The fire can destroy us, but gossip can spread in a church or a community like a fire. So the answer is to believe the best. In fact, the answer is the same rules of how we speak to one another. We should speak encouraging words to one another. We should speak encouraging words about one another. If somebody's starting to gossip, you should stop it, 
But when we speak about other people, the same rules apply as when you're speaking face to face. If you're not going to say it face to face, don't tell somebody else. Don't gossip. Speak to the person. Matthew 18, Jesus says this. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offence. Do it in private. That's the, that's the issue. If you've got an issue with somebody, don't come to me and say, so-and-so's. Can you deal with this person, Tim? You're the pastor. Deal with this person who did this thing. No, I'm not going to do it. You go to them because that's what Jesus said. That's what Jesus said. Do you know what you find sometimes? That offence that they caused you, you misunderstood. You were wrong. That's why you keep it at that level, one-to-one. There is a next level if they don't hear you, but we should deal with these things one-to-one. Let's deal with them one-to-one and not gossip. That doesn't help. But um, really what I want to focus on is going back is that I, I, I believe that we all struggle at, at times with our thoughts, that we all have these questions in our minds, our doubts in our minds. Is God really with me? Has God really forgiven me? Anybody else have these? Do you know what? I don't think we'll ever stop those thoughts because it says the devil accuses the brethren night and day. But we can choose which thoughts we speak. We can choose which thoughts we speak. And we should choose to speak the truth. That if we confess our sins, he's righteous and just to forgive our sins. So those, the thought that God hasn't forgiven us is a lie. And we need to speak those out. And we need to speak them to one another. And we need to speak truth. Because, uh, do you know, over, over lockdown, one of, this is said that there was a mental health epidemic. And uh, I think one of the reasons was, we weren't with each other to speak, to listen, to hear. I know somebody said it was quite nice because they had a difficult person to work with at work. But for the church, that should not be. It should be that when we're together, we are built up. And so in a moment, we're going to finish and we're going to, uh, we're going to have tea and coffee and we're going to talk to one another. And let's, let's find something good to say about one another, encouraging. Let's consider the other person better and talk about God, not just about the football or whatever it's on, I don't know. Don't we find that we just go into little non-God-filled chit-chat? Let's talk about God. Let's talk about what God has spoken of. Let's talk about how excited we are about Ledbury, what God has spoken to, about Ledbury, what God has spoken to us. Let's talk about these things. As well as the football, that's fine. The weather, got to talk about the weather. Most of us are English, so we've got to put that in. But talk about the goodness of God to one another. And let's, let's talk about that to ourselves. We spend a lot of time in our, with ourselves. Do you know, put worship music on and sing it, not just listen to it. It will make a difference. So that's a reminder of what Gabriel has preached to us in the summer. A reminder of what we said before, that we need to watch our tongues. We have something very powerful. We're good. And I just want to say, uh, uh, I'm, I'm finished there, but uh, I just want to pray. But I want to say, we, 
Uh, we sang earlier, and it really spoke to me. I'm trading my sorrow for sickness for something else. Shame. It wasn't. It was a sickness one, wasn't it? Sickness for. Anyway. Anyway. Next one. Trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I didn't say what it's for. The joy of the Lord. Sorry. I felt God speak to me and say, pray for healing. So I'm going to finish the meeting there. But I want to say, if you want to receive prayer for healing, we want to pray for you. So I'm going to pray now. Um, I'm going to pray and uh, uh, pray for healing. If you, if, you, if you need healing, just put the hand on where you need healing. Um, and if you want to uh, come receive, hands laid on, and there'll be people here to pray for you. Amen. Let's stand if you can. Let's, uh, let's be uh, active in this. Let's um, receive God's healing. Father, thank you. Thank you that you've given us a powerful tongue to build up, to declare your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we do declare it, Father. I declare it over every life here that your kingdom come to them. And I want to pray for healing, for everybody who needs reaching out to healing, that needs your healing right now. I pray in Jesus' name you'd heal them, for sickness to go and healing to come in Jesus' name. Let the joy of the Lord fill us and let our mouths and what we say be pleasing in your sight. In Jesus' name, amen.